Richard Pilger, director of the Election Crimes Branch of the Department of Justice, resigned from his role after he received a memo from General William Barr while he wrote a nice little memo himself explaining why it pretty much amounted to these niggas crazy as fuck you listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast it's only because a nigga blessed welcome back to black oak couch reviews i'm your host christina we are back for another episode of raised by wolves this is season one episode eight entitled mass it premiered september 24th of 2020 written by Sinead daly and directed by alex Gabassi. I gave this one an 8.8 out of 10. A little bit more insight into our characters, but I think we got a lot of exposition and I think a step forward in exactly what this planet 22 Kepler B is about, what it could mean for the people that are settling here. A lot of things about the scriptures that I have been asking myself. We're all exposition dumped via one Carl, and it didn't feel clunky whatsoever, although there were plenty of parts in this episode that certainly did. I think that with this series, the Ridley Scott aspect, and I, I always forget the the producer of this show because he's got a huge influence of well as well, and I'm always, always shouting up only the um only really Scott because he's just the one name that I thoroughly know but uh I don't have him up right now but I'll find it by the end of the podcast <laughs> or at least by the end of the series I did not uh before I forget to mention I did not listen to the HBO Max podcast because I was quickly told and I'm glad uh for the person who anonymously it was anonymously (laughs) told me that to listen to them after the series because they do have some spoilers in them and they do not go by episode title so good to know so I did not listen to any of those podcasts so I don't have any insight but maybe I'll do a bonus one if I decide I want to discuss many of the concepts but I also kind of feel like they're their podcasts you know I think they'll probably have a little heady ideas. I don't I don't think I don't foresee my, me doing an additional one. Usually whatever news and gossip I want to address, I do at the finale. So maybe I'll watch the finale earlier and then maybe listen to a few and mention some takeaways if I am able to. Well, I should be able to, but I should say if there's anything in which there should there's more discussion. Which there probably would be. But there I I go down the rabbit hole because it's late. And you know my brain stops functioning after (laughs) around 10pm. I'm like child's in bed. Um, Time to basically have my cocktail of the evening. And get as, as nicely buzzed as I can before bed enough rambling let's just go ahead and jump into the recap we start with marcus who is looking a whole ass mess he crawls over grabs a knife and begins peeling off his skin like it's chicken fat oh, yeah, dude. What the fuck? 
I'd say he needs to find Jesus, but he already found soul and it is not working out for him at all. He then wakes from this nightmare, dream, whatever, saying, I know who I am. No, clearly you do not. He tells Paul that, um, well, first he makes him come sit next to him. And the weirdest, I don't know why that just threw me off, but that is not how you summon your child to sit next to you. <laughs> I have never in my life said, here, take it, take it, take a little, uh, sit right here. I'm like, get over here. <laughs> it just felt weird. And if I'm being thoroughly honest, and I know this was not the intent, slightly pedophilic, but it made you uncomfortable, right? That was the point. And so Paul sits down and he says that Saul had to punish him because he was not doing what he was supposed to. But it's okay because it means that Saul loves me. Then very, very threateningly, but in a passive manner, holds Mouse. He took him out of his cage, first and foremost. And then he compares mouse to paul himself saying you're both fragile and he admits that your mother wants to coddle you and so do i i want to spoil your rotten but soul isn't going to take it easy on him thus marcus aka caleb cannot either he's intent on teaching him to be a survivor and he also very much likes eye contact whenever he is having a conversation. And I can understand anyone. Like, I have a hard time looking into those eyes when he gets all intense like that. I'm like, you look crazy as hell. Mother, meanwhile, makes her way to the metheric wreckage. The tally ghost in the silo is taunting Campion, but he's digging an escape hole, re-chanting dad jokes i was like oh that's how he keeps going his father he was that mother figure in his life hunter is intently watching fathers tapping while he is being served breakfast and that douchebag whose name i didn't even write down because that's all i feel about him appreciates father's cooking but is annoyed by his tapping but at least the man can cook and hunter volunteers to investigate it as he is good with androids or service bots as they call them he then figures out that father is tapping morris code soul is the light but doesn't quite grasp what this means and then he calls him pops and i'm gonna say right now this transition is a bit rushed and choppy i don't see any type of it's just underdeveloped sure he had some remorse when he was laying flat down but other than that i mean it threw him off maybe because he didn't realize what he had until it was gone i could see that too of being a very childlike reaction however i will say there wasn't even a middle ground this is the first time we're hearing him call him pops so I think that there could have been much more if they were going to try to correlate a relationship strong enough that he would think, oh, I'm in conflict that this is an android. He basically very meticulously set him up and watched him being executed. It wasn't even like Campion trying to get out and save him. He just stood there 
and then was like well i justify my actions and holly knew too so there was a gap between this moment and the last time we really checked in with hunter but i also think that is a show um disparity as well the passage of time not being able to understand it it hurts the narrative a great deal because you need to feel as if these relationships have been developed and yet i don't while i see all the kids running off together because you know fuck this life i also felt that it wasn't enough time between when the metheric showed up and when they decided to escape there wasn't like any even um dissonance trying to reincorporate those things or or, you know there could have been so much more that was done and it wasn't it was pretty much paved over for this next big reveal that i think is the chunk and where we're kind of going in the next season and i'm happy of that because that's the more alien-esque prometheus if you watch those movies part of the show that i have been expecting and waiting for however i will say it hurt the character development to have them so shoddily rushed and try to form a a bond that doesn't necessarily hold up in water (laughs) mother is very affected by her ordeal she is physically panting as she hooks up to the bot tech and we meet carl for the first time who can repair humans androids plants and terrestrial insects she is experiencing discomfort in her abdomen and it is advised to release the pressure so she cuts a hole in her stomach to release the leakage back to the camp where no one goes like seriously what is their plan they're just all like well we have shelter we have wood we have a bot we built a church we put a stake on this bitch and it is home (laughs) that is what they are feeling the minute they took over and the and the fact that they really were considering this to begin with they shit they really shit it was like oh thank you for doing all this work for us and now we're going to sit here like we're in paradise and since there's nothing really else to do i don't even see them building traps they don't do anything they're just sitting around being languished um the kids just running around ain't doing nothing told to pray (laughs) that life sucks so paul is sitting next to mary wondering how long campion has to stay in the silo is he talking to that mouse because it looked like in this scene he was talking to that mouse she decides to cheer him up by making a trap together and she tells him there's more to explore on the planet and that they don't have to stay here if he doesn't want to because she asked do you want to stay here and he's like um it's okay or do you like it here and he is all down for an adventure and she says do you want daddy to come with us and he's like yeah but he's probably really busy and has a whole bunch of things to do which means no i don't want him to come but i don't want to tell you to your face that i don't like daddy (laughs) because i'm supposed to love him but he scares the shit out of me and i'm also not feeling his new type of behavior because it is very different than the one he's known before 
so she says well we don't have to tell him this can be our little secret he says can campy and come with us and she says i don't see why not and he says can we not treat him like the atheists on earth and she says we don't have to so this is their little secret they're not going to say anything to marcus about it i will say paul under interrogation is a straight up g okay because marcus was trying every bit of emotional manipulation and he was like i do not crack motherfucker snitches get stitches i am not about to throw my mother under a bus and i have to say i respect that paul be having some looks where i'm like that's a demon child and i'm telling y'all right now he gonna be a problem (laughs) he's such a sweet boy but there's be some looks that he gives where i'm like um i think we should be worried about paul like i said the fact that he's been living with imposters for 13 whole years is gonna fuck with his psyche in a whole different way and the fact that he's already religiously zealot like he's okay with the fact that you ain't gotta be down with what i'm doing or i don't have to treat you different but he's also still a zealot and he believes in soul in them scriptures and i think that's going to set him on a very dark path and it's going to be an unfortunate dark path and it's going to be starting with these crazy people that (laughs) he's been living with for 13 years well not crazy because mary slash sue is not crazy she's very pragmatic it's marcus who was always the problem and bought his brought his problems to kepler 22b where they were pretty much used very easily to manipulate him carl back at the wreckage is still troubleshooting the abdomen discomfort and it's sad that he's the last of his brothers to make it to this planet he remarks that he is ill equipped to handle a thousand colonists and she says i don't think they will be requiring very much medical attention because you are a bitch also really wanted to sing she's the bad man majima <laughs> yeah, she just cracks me up i love everything about amanda collins and how she portrays this character she feels something inside of her because he says well i can't get a look in there why don't you get a look in there so she takes her eyeball out which is super cool and gets a peek inside got a camera effect and she sees this mask he says remove it it tries or she tries to remove it and it moves and she says it's conflicting with her caregiving duties and she needs the strength to rescue her children he tells her it's a tumor and likely local from the local environment picked up somewhere around here and asked if she's been exposed to any foreign entities no what what the fuck he then tells her she needs fuel blood so the tumor can feed on it instead of her and figures that she's gonna have to find more donors not just him because he's already given enough paul brings campion fungus through i mean this boy can build shit like that is he's an architect he is meant to be someone that builds a town (laughs) and it's very much what's in line with the prophecy something tell me since he was a child that paul has been studying these prophecies and has wanted to be and the fact that his fake daddy also thinks he's the one (laughs) anyhow 
as he is giving campion the fungus because at first it doesn't seem as campion's gonna take it but campion don't hold no grudges because in the end he can i wish they get another incident where they just glossed over the fact that paul did a huge betrayal but so did hunter so did holly and they guess if you have to <laughs> forgive one you gotta forgive the all but i didn't really forgive them either and then you have the whole point between campy and paul they were the two that were super close or much more close because we had them talking about how they're friends and then that he betrays them but it's for his parents so i guess it's okay but even if it's wrecking out that way i wish we could have had some type of dialogue from campion to indicate like okay i understand i'm still mad as hell because in following your parents you killed my parents so <laughs> i mean that's a that's a lot between these two that is very much left unsaid and i feel that while if they were truly children children the way we in other tv media portray children i'd be like okay that's fine that's natural but the fact that they are going through a lot of traumatic experiences rapidly there needs to be a lot more dialogue and emotion before you get to the part in which all is forgiven marcus busts him doing this and tells him after praying that he must stay away from the atheist kid to stay pure for soul because they need him pure for colonization and then he says good boy like he's a damn dog later marcus tells um sue slash mary when she is fixing him up that you know belief doesn't happen overnight so confirm that he has been thinking about joining the soul religion for a minute like he was easily tempted into this because he was already predisposed to be tempted into this he was half foot in the door and remarks that he considers their first date which this really threw me off and he actually calls it the first date uh the first date night is when he rescued her quote unquote from torture despite her very clearly saying i did not need you to rescue me that i was already planning to escape and then he points out the fact that he loved that all of all the prisoners she's the one that did not crack and i think that says something about marcus as well as sue and i think that kind of ties back to what she said i know sue mary i'm gonna go back and forth calling them whatever names but when she said yeah i needed you marcus it was more like the other way around marcus saw someone who was even a tougher survivor or just as much a survivor as him and that meant we do whatever it takes we're ruthless but i think he's finding out particularly with mary and sue or maybe it's been a 13 year evolution with mary sue and she actually has found her purpose her path she's not ashamed of her past or regrets or tosses off that mantle however she's grown as a person because i like i said before she was very much didn't have children like he was there for her in a very very dark time and now she has something that she wants to fight for and she can fight for and i think marcus is just he has abandonment issues that's always been apparent for marcus that he is very much plagued by 
being expendable um and then surviving means you know besting everyone in your vicinity taking control and that's the type of things that he's showcased on this planet the only difference is he's now doing it in the name of quote-unquote soul he's allowing himself to uh, let his cruelty be cloaked in the name of a religion which is what a lot of people uh, not a lot i can't say a lot i don't know because i don't know the number it could be a lot but it is a common theme definitely in several religious sects then we get a flashback before they had boarded the ark we see all the people outside the metherics so there were people that were just chosen and the other ones were okay with that they were saying goodbye to them uh, as they're going through the passenger fenced in thing there's a kid who's a suicide atheist bomber it explodes and he tells her it's them against the world basically and he also remarks that he can't do this without her when she says that she can't do it it definitely is a testament to her strength that she has enough and would be willing to exert that strength cloak him in that strength envelope him with her in that survival at all costs being stubborn as she says with um breaking right very randomly do we check in with tempest and i would have just placed that scene much earlier in the episode it just felt odd but she is following mother's feel because the last time we saw her she was shrinking behind a bush looking like she was about to freeze to death marcus catches campion being fed by paul again and corners and badgers him this time telling him you know why did you do it did your mom put you up to it as if he doesn't have a mind of his own uh he tells him you know i love you right you would never leave me what's your mom up to do you have a plan he's like no mom he's just making him look at him just very uncomfortable situation that goes down then you have mary intervening but then he is able to lock her in the silo gets the other disciples to grab his grab my son for me and then tells them to pray and this is actually vicious torture because that song haunts her so forcing them to pray to purposely punish her is so fucking sadistic and i was really mad when i saw holly grab that little thing and she started praying with her and then vita kind of followed suit but then Vita was like fuck this tempest was right to get the hell up out of here and finally holly dropped that thing like yeah again it would have been better to see some scenes in between of them transitioning to this point particularly with holly because she is out of all of them the more stalwart hunter as well paul is like if there is a will there is a way and his ass has snuck campion an earpiece and tells him i've got a quicker way for you to dig yourself out because he's like look i've been trying to do that all day so if you don't have a better plan (laughs) he's like no we're gonna use someone else's hands and i guess those were the dead animals hands back in the wreckage mother admits to carl that she did allow herself to be invaded neglecting her mission and her family pissing off her husband (laughs) and it is causing her a great deal of distress 
he wonders why she's emotionally empathetic because he also is in some distress over the fact that he is not going to be with his brothers that he's mentioned several times and she says that heard her partner display uncharacteristic human traits not programmed so we know that this is an evolution of the androids at least the technology in which they are built and considering what we learn later um this it's not it might not even be about programming she says that she wants a factory reset after he remarks that that is a unique trait and he tells her humans complain of suffering all the time and also herald it and then she says you know i will never truly understand what humans think about that suffering because when she was raising her children she said i raised them to be pacifists and yet they played games of war and i don't know and she doesn't because it's just inbred in man <laughs> there is that that um much visceral trait that cannot quite easily be explained or eviscerated from the species campion is almost out when marcus makes paul look him in the eyes once again when he busts him (laughs) in the in the little pod despite very much against it as he equates imprisonment as not seeing eye to eye with his mom like oh you know we just we're just having a fight and when we have a disagreement i can go ahead and lock her up that's totally normal and he says now he knows that they'll never leave or he'll never leave because basically in his mind she was the brains behind the operation and now that she's locked up nothing else will go wrong he can have complete dominance over paul but paul is like i ain't the one (laughs) father has been left to guard the silos and campion gets out using the claws then is able to somehow i really don't know how this is how they're not spotted i tried to even get the trajectory angles it just was not making sense to me in any sort of way but this was one of those clunky scenes because you couldn't tell um your longitude latitude where was this where was that which side was looking around it just felt off because then we just saw marcus praying at said temple right saying i need a sign from you soul that i am on the right path that i am indeed the chosen one and so campion takes some fire and sets the thing ablaze which causes ever more fire since it is indeed made of wood and gravestones and while everyone else is freaking the hell out marcus done caught the holy ghost father spots campion and chases after him paul while he's trying to rescue mom gets two additional passengers when holly and vita said we ain't gonna say anything but you taking us with you back at the wreckage mother says it's still hurting her and he says yes it will likely kill her whatever this mass is inside of her she doesn't understand what this tumor is and he remarks that necromancers were always full of surprises in an effort to cheer her up 
and he reveals the metheric followed the formulas because she says well how could they not understand their own technology and this is where the interesting part comes in that the metheric followed the formulas found in their scriptures these niggas crazy as fuck so they're basically following blueprints on technology they don't understand with no real understanding of the underlying concepts he states the technology was passed down from heaven aka space and was given to the dawn of man what's the dawn of man is that all the way back in the day and y'all just found it and thought it was given at the dawn of man i don't know maybe you interpreted a dawn and saw a man and said oh this must be from the dawn of man this got real expanse like quickly except they built a whole religion around the technology in which they found or at least the scriptures or the i should say they built it around the owner's manual they turn this owner's manual into a reason to kill millions of people abandon earth and find this new planet to start this new paradise they don't know what kind of car it is who made the car parts how the car parts fit together it's insane getting this bit of information about the metheric people he tells or she tells him oh that's just metheric propaganda and he's like mm-hmm, i'm just telling you what i was programmed to know very much like you were programmed to believe and then she gets all testy about that or at least i think she got triggered because she's like um i need to get more donors and sits her ass up the way she pulled out them tubes though and set up was for some reason so funny and then i was thinking about the programming and that's very much what the metheric have done and even the atheists have done with their children that's what they're doing when you're taking i mean everyone does a little bit of programming i believe to some extent um the influencing of your children is in some ways programming i mean we can (laughs) to what do you can believe in what's not to believe in you can go into quantum physics about reality The, the, the philosophy is a deep dark tunnel and um programming is definitely a word that has more validity than one would consider and i like how they're using the correlation with sci-fi mother then starts licking feel from one of the bots on the floor she is practically insatiable right now she then kills one of the creatures then realizes blood tastes good too Campion tosses a rock at father in the woods so hard he bleeds. He is still doing the Morse code thing, but it's still not enough for him not to try to ax him when he apologizes and think that his daddy is back. Something very wrong is going on with mother as whatever inside her is one fucking her up, two likes blood, and three shuts her down and puts her to sleep mary and crew are locked out of the lander and this was another weird scene uh and they start huffing it because i'm like where's the lander in correlation to the silos everyone's running out of the fire trying to put it out 
you know no one's spotting them running around this just feels very i keep using the same word clunky but that's the best word to sum it up mother wakes blood gone and goes out to find more food and instead finds tempest and i thought they had a lovely reunion and this felt more earned because we saw more conversations and actually meaningful conversations between tempest and mother so that hug was very sweet and they do seem to come from a more mature mindset maybe it's because they're both mothers even though you know tempest has been struggling with that um decision or with that new responsibility however she is tossed away once mother realizes that her fetus thinks that she's food so she's trying to protect her by yelling at her to get away from her she also be seriously concerned about campion <laughs> like happy and i understand that's the only child she's known for since he was an infant you're gonna have a special relationship with that child but i'll also be cracking up like you can clearly tell who's her favorite the group are running through the woods um by group i mean vita holly paul and mary when a metheric soldier just steps out of behind the tree you heard them coming from a mile away why did you need to uh, whatever i guess to surprise her she did have a weapon right i think but campion saves the day because he can throw rocks like the with the best like his daddy taught him right about throwing them damn rocks like you'll never run out of them turn this thing into a damn bullet mother goes to a pod in the wreckage to recommunicate with sturges who tells her when she asks what did you do to me that he gave her anything she wanted and it's a child so technology can interface with technology i'm thinking this is the same technology that probably built the ships that is part of the same technology that made her so is this just like direct interface and she got uploaded a virus is what i'm trying to uh, put my very limited computer <laughs> reference knowledge to apply to this situation because that's how it had to be in for her like i don't believe she just really had sex and was penetrated and made babies the normal way clearly this is not like it's a mass of some kind a tumor of some kind that can grow inside of her but it's not meant to be there her body's not meant to accommodate it at least not in the sense that we think of a child she says that no she has other children she has campion to get back to but is told that campion and the other children were just rehearsal so that she'd be ready for the child that would never leave her it was all to prepare her for the future of humanity growing inside of her belly and she screams she does not want it like her increasing horror at the situation she finds herself in because you just heard her speaking about how she even struggles being unique in the way that i'm an android i'm meant to think like this in a way like an atheist and yet i'm also human and i have these emotions that i don't quite understand or know what to do with and she's evolving with those two ideologies in mind 
and now something has happened and she's told her whole entire mission was a lie she believed this programming was from her creator like she had accessed some archived memories which she probably did but then she probably um tapped into something else possibly i don't know because we don't know as much about sturges the senior other than he sent her on this mission to save humanity but he also sent her with these particular eggs so clearly whether that was practice that could be just what this other entity wants her to believe or if he actually was like um these children may they survive they will have to survive in a day i don't know i can't speak to what his motivations are but i think that's a very fascinating topic because we also know that sturges did come from the metheric and very high up in the the hierarchy that's the word i'm looking for so amanda collins acting when she comes out of the simulation was equally wonderful because she was just horrified as she realizes her truth just well done and i believe a whole bunch of guilt her her selfish need in her moment of depression and she don't know that it's depression all she has no idea what to do with these um emotions that are not even or that she has not been trained to deal with like they're foreign to her (laughs) she gets a concept she can explain it but when it comes to actually feeling it she she um i don't know she's just as inexperienced as a child would be and then she's left in the wreckage holding the belly that has swollen just a bit more and clearly wishing she was doing anything but what she's doing right now and because she's a caregiver she had and it's a living thing inside of her she kind of has to uh it's overriding her childbearing programming she and she needs her strength to rescue the children and so i also love that she was the epitome of uh what's the word when you're just just i'm omnipotent i'm omniscient i believe that that's the right way to say it and that she's been put down so very low right she was the baddest thing on this planet the ultimate weapon and yet she is now pregnant alone defenseless and she's suffering it's just a great way to show a character transition like what they've done with mother and father i think has been the highlight of the show i think they did some good work with tempest as well campion he's been in the middle paul has been in the middle and then everyone else has been rather neglected marcus has gotten a great deal of attention but most heightenly these last two episodes and then you really can't and then mary whom i love has been rather consistent so that is where we leave off this episode what do we think is going on with this baby i don't want to know what this baby's gonna look like because it's in an android (laughs) i think that's probably the best segue to some feedback
if you want to join in the conversation, you can send feedback to blackgirlcouch at gmail.com. You can send it via audio or in written format. Just keep the audio under 10 minutes. Let's hear what Mimi got to say. What up, Christina? It's Mimi. Uh, this is my feedback for Raised by Wolves Season 1, Episode 8. I just finished watching it, and I got to be honest with you, I, I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> I suspect things, but I am unfortunately kind of confused, which is per usual. So I guess we shouldn't be too surprised. So I guess we can start by the first, uh, we can just go by characters uh, so I can remember what happened. First, I want to talk about Marcus and how that scene where he was cutting his face, I almost threw up in my mouth. I, for whatever reason, was frozen paralyzed and couldn't look away when he started like scratching himself with that like knife thing I was like ew what is he doing and then he started like peel his face away and I like my eyes got real big and I'm thinking to myself Lamia stop looking stop looking turn away turn away I could not I wanted to throw up in my mouth it was too much and it also solidified the fact that this motherfucker is crazy and I would like to point out that this is not the same man we saw you you were talking about how crazy he was from the beginning but this crazy and the crazy we saw earlier ain't the same kind of crazy right now he is going through a psychotic mental break i feel like if you started asking him orientation questions like what's the year what month is it what's your full name first and last name when's your birthday or hit him with the um why are you here you know those answers would be off the chain like there is no way he has any idea what is happening he has lost his damn mind um the way he like is talking to paul it's just weird like i don't even know where it came from it it's like so peculiar um I don't know how he knew Paul and Mary were planning something, but the way he was like crouched in front of him, talking to him when he had just finished giving Campion some fungus for the second time after he was told not to, was just weird. Like, I can't even describe how I felt like it was like creepy. Like it came across like not perverted, but like, like weirdo. Like if you maybe we're walking and some like person that is like a little confused starts talking to you thinking you're someone else i don't know i can't explain it but the shit was weird and poor paul he looks so torn like he clearly chose mom over dad and i can't say that i blame him because his dad is losing his shit not to mention his dad like basically threw him to the ground and told him to get the f out of my face in the last episode we just seen or maybe it was two episodes ago i don't remember but he probably scared of him at this point because he's not acting like himself um yeah that's <laughs> i don't even have nothing else to say about him other than the power uh of soul has corrupted his mind and i'm starting to think soul is like this is gonna sound like the weirdest effing shit you ever heard but i'm starting to think soul is not like okay so 
correct me if I'm wrong I could be wrong but do we know like have we seen like when they were on the planet earth before they got on this planet was soul what who they worshipped or did we only see soul after they got like did we did we hear any references to soul like when they were like in hibernation or maybe maybe I'm imagining things but like I got this feeling that soul is like a a made-up crap that that planet put in their mind like none of that shit is real and soul is manipulating them soul is a planet and is manipulating them it reminds me of when we were watching expanse and that what the heck is the name of that whatever that organic matter we that you know what i'm saying when it was like or like when we they were on a planet and the planet was defending themselves uh like you know whenever that like fights would break out shit would go go sideways oh it wasn't the organic i'm getting the, the damn things mixed up it was the planet protecting itself like maybe that's what's happening right now but then i'm thinking i'm pretty sure they were talking about soul when we were when they were on the when they were in hibernation uh whatever that is like hyperspace whatever they were asleep but they were really still doing stuff i can't think right now i don't know um but i mean but those things could be like all maybe that shit was planted in there i just i don't know it's something not right about this planet and something is off so i'm i'm trying to i'm trying to work my way through it i think we got what two episodes left um what else i want to talk about mother i swear when he when she had sex with campion senior i was like oh my god are they gonna get pregnant oh god i'm gonna vomit and then i was like nah she's a robot they are android that can't happen but then you said it christina and i was like shit maybe and then when i heard about the mass that's in her stomach that twitched i was like oh my god she is pregnant that's so gross how is this gonna jack her up like she's already on the cusp of being crazy like marcus (laughs) so having this baby and being an android cannot be good and like he's saying that she's like campion and all those other kids were like practice rounds and this is the real deal like how so is this baby like has campion's like genetic material but is really a half android half human like that's kind of dope but the way mother reacted saying she didn't want it that made me nervous like i thought she would be ecstatic but she's not and then the way like the way she reacted to um tempest's blood was kind of weird like is she turning into a vampire i don't know (laughs) i am one of those people who love vampires and i love werewolves and 90 percent of the time they put vampires and and werewolves together so i'm just gonna throw that out there because the name of the show is raised by wolves and my son came in when i was watching and was like what are you watching and then i was like it's called raised by wolves and he was like oh is that guy it was on the scene with marcus that guy was that guy raised by wolf i'm like well no no nobody's really raised by wolves it's just the name of it and he was like this is why people don't like shows like this because if you watch a show and it's called raised by wolves you expect to see some wolves and i was like well that's kind of like what they say well you know don't judge a book by its cover you gotta you gotta either read what the story is about like a premise or you have to watch like a preview or show like you can't just assume to know what it's about and he was like 
I don't like that name. And I was like, well, I mean, it's not over yet. Maybe we'll find out. Maybe these are wolves. Maybe they call androids wolves. Like, I don't know. Maybe we'll find out. Maybe it's a wolf's and sh- a sheep in wolf's clothing. Maybe it's something like that. I was like, I don't know, buddy. But you can't just assume that just from the name and you ain't seen it yet, that it might not be the same. So now I'm like thinking about it like that. Like, maybe she is going to turn into a vampire <laughs> that would make this show completely different. But who knows? I'm just, I'm just throwing, you know how I get. Like, I just start throwing shit at the wall and see what stays up there. I don't know. Um, but that whole being pregnant thing kind of cool kind of gross kind of creepy but kind of dope like I don't know how I feel about it um what else uh Campion digging his way out of there Paul is so damn smart I love that little boy like I know he is a religious kook I'm hoping that his daddy losing his mind would make him drop that and he would jump ship over there with the atheist because technically his mama his his adopted mama is an atheist and she ain't drank the kool-aid like marcus did so maybe maybe that could mean something maybe they could come to some type of agreement in the middle you know um i'm not sure but i just love i love paul he's so smart coming up with the way for campion to dig his way out that was super smart and dope as hell loved every second of it um what else uh talk talk about tempest oh when the little oh god what is her name vita oh i can't remember the little i can't remember those two the two little girls well one of them's a little and the other one is like a teenager (laughs) the when she like was sad and was like looking around like oh i want i want father back i want mother like i was like (laughs) that is so sad and cute like i don't know like do they have Stockholm syndrome from being with the the androids so long or did the androids treat them so well that they really started to love them like I need my answers I don't know but I when they were like you gotta take us with you I was like yes yeah they can find Tempest I'm telling you the more the more this goes on like I, I like the kids I still don't like a hunter's old raggedy ass um but you know him caring about father does mean something he will never be good enough for me to not dislike him but you know he he might become bearable so there's that um and then father um his finger twitching i thought meant something but it says some whatever about soul in the light i don't freaking remember unless hunter isn't as smart as he thinks he is and it meant something different huh well, I guess we'll see but I'm over my time by 45 seconds so I'm gonna end it here um can't wait to hear the podcast see what you think hopefully you can shed some light on what the heck is going on because my brain could not compute so until next time love peace hair grease and black girl magic queen of the couch Mimi out that was Mimi with her feedback so yes the biggest question what is growing inside of mother so I like the idea of <laughs> a, a, ta- a type of android slash human baby, but I'm beginning to think because it likes blood. Because when we, as even humans, want something, we we want nutrients, milk. But I guess, and what they're saying, because if you think about it at the most base level 
what is blood but nutrient i don't know i'm not about to get all into that you a nurse i'm not so the fact that it is blood makes me think it's a it's a carnivore and while we are carnivores we are also herbivores and it don't feel like herbivore is in this thing's vocabulary because it seems to suck on all blood whether it's android blood or real human blood and then as i was listening to your feedback i had a flash a literal flash in my brain and i was like is this shit connected to all of those skeleton bones whatever animals went instinct on this planet is that the reason why those other creatures are living below because they only come out at night so why would you only come out at night it's because you you whatever you're trying to hide like when you're hunter and gathering you always do it at an optimal time maybe that's the case i'm not sure um even though we've seen them out not at night but then there, there was that one humanoid thing that was running around is that like what's that connection don't know whatsoever and then you did make a good point though about what is soul is it possibly just the planet in itself i don't know that is a possibility out there there's something definitely on this planet influencing people and it can shape shift into deceased individuals but it's only been taking the format of uh of the formation of tally thus far and to everyone else it's just the voice of soul so i hmm i think you're on to something that it definitely probably involves the planet and that it could be an entity or something the planet wants to protect maybe that's why it didn't want to hurt mother because it was pregnant and if it's pregnant with whatever the planet's baby is but mm, uh, mm, okay I got messed up in my own brain because I keep forgetting it's a mass inside of her because I was expecting I could not recall and I still don't even want to think about the physics of how mother was able to raise those children and carry them outside of the womb but I'm sure they did said a whole bunch of science I wasn't paying attention to hopefully some things in the podcast clarify the events of the episode for you as far as what was happening um i do think that yeah it's fine that all the kids are working together because yeah of course you get back into something that you thought was great and you're like oh now that i know anything better i know that i'm not treated like they're very much ignored and told to pray they don't have any significance in this group they they don't even have people come in saying are you okay like i don't get the distinct impression that these and these aren't even their parents <laughs> none of the people in this group they came back for paul everyone everyone else is orphans so there's no happy greetings waiting for them it's just a lot of people they don't know who are not invested or interested whatsoever and then apparently if it's <laughs> uh tempest would have been treated like mother Teresa, and she definitely did not want that how did tempest survive out there because they clearly made it or they made it very clear i should say during the first uh, what the second episode or third one that they escaped that it's not so easy being out there by yourself and yet pregnant mama out there ain't had no problems ain't got no weapon 
ain't got a bag ain't had no food what the fuck <laughs> she found her sleeping in the vent and maybe she really did just find the wreckage but she didn't seem as if she was searching for mother she was just sleeping in a little vent like i didn't get that um your explanation of marcus i can see what you're saying like he didn't display these characteristics quite to the extreme in the earlier episodes like i said earlier i feel that marcus had all of the the makings all of the you know kind of and that's where i keep going back to his conversation with um the rapist ortho is that his name yes i I mean i should say no i'm not comparing marcus to a rapist what i'm saying is what's very clear with ortho and marcus is they were certain people before they heard the voice of soul now rather they decided to do even like and that's the thing was he just raping women before um was he simply thinking about the idea of raping women i can't remember the exact conversation but he did say um the voice had him doing something and he did indeed hear that voice like he had he i don't feel like he said i actually raped women before but i will have to go back and re-go over that conversation but like i said i feel like there's a lot of intuition and little triggers that to me spell out a bit of a different context for the character but he certainly yes was not uh, displaying any of these type of behaviors but also he didn't get a chance to i mean they were crash landed in this place and they spent 13 years in a fantasy world they weren't awake during that whole entire transition all of that happened in their mind so that's a lot of trauma a lot of trauma and yes he's crazy in a sense but i i have a funny word about crazy sometimes because there's crazy like as a fox and then there's crazy as in you have lost all like how you refer to a does he know what his name is does he know the date does he know the year i think that he does know some of those things i think he's struggling with identity certainly um he's disassociating his previous identity and reconciling with uh this new identity and i think there's just a lot of psychosis behind the character of caleb and i do hope that we get a little bit more into it or if it's just going to be left up to uh, like i would love to get a, a travis fimmel interview and hear him speak exactly because no one knows a character better than the character and i would love to just hear their maybe that's something i can look for or look for um after the season is if there's any interviews with travis Fimmel. i know he doesn't do a whole lot so (laughs) um i will look into that but yeah i i hope i can clear things up in the podcast and now i've forgotten everything else that was stated so i guess that's my cue (laughs) to go to last but certainly not least queen shy hey christina it's me shy i am back to discuss uh raised by wolves episode eight um I guess the best way to describe this one is interesting. (laughs) 
yeah um it wasn't horrible <laughs> yes uh that's not exactly a ring endorsement i mean i don't know i felt like it dragged a little bit to me in this one um it was just i, I mean i know it felt i mean i know it it felt like it they were trying to put the pieces in place um to get to uh whatever is gonna happen in these final episodes because i think what is this 10 10 episodes for raised by wolves so um we only got two left and this was more like a like a you know again like i said getting putting all the players in place to where they need to be we see um, marcus slash caleb in the beginning um well continuing on from his uh decline into cray crayville um you know dreaming about carving off his face and getting to his identity um we see the decline of him and mary slash sue or sue slash mary their relationship you know because sue is starting to see the decline in him um which is why she's started plotting for her and for just her and paul to get away instead of you know the three of them she's starting to see that um marcus is um drinking the kool-aid so to speak and she doesn't want any part of it so um and of course marcus is uh not having it again he's got this god complex now you know thinking that he's invincible uh he's you know the chosen one um so now he's definitely um moved on to the next level of cray cray um so yeah yeah i'll let you and mimi duke it out in regards to (laughs) that character i've been y'all been entertaining me um for many many podcasts <laughs> talking about Marcus but I will say I understand what Mimi's talking about because and, and I get I get both sides you know you're saying that you know you you know being an empath you you were able to sense certain things in what um Marcus was doing and you know what he was saying and all that good stuff but I also understand um you know in meeting them to not automatically or not automatically you know to you know i guess automatically the best word um see all of that stuff that you saw i mean i I mean you you explained it perfectly in the last podcast because um for me like i keep saying i'm like switzerland i just take it all in um i'm just you know when i when you're assessing people all day and you know making decisions and obsessing and um all that good stuff the last thing i want to do is you know try to figure out you know especially um when i'm watching the show right after i work um so my brain just doesn't want to go all the way there so but I get it. I mean, unless it's something that's obvious, that, you know, those obvious signs from in my in when I'm looking at it, you know, like things that I see on a day to day basis, just like certain um, like since my son is on the spectrum, when I see certain characteristics and other characters that I can identify with on a personal level, I will I mean, I might say something in that regard. But for the most part, um, I refrain from 
you know, throwing out diagnoses and stuff. I mean, again, unless it's something, like, obvious, like, you know, then you just say something like, oh, yeah, he's a narcissist, you know, because of certain things that they're doing. But outside of that, but, you know, you were correct as well with the, you know, mother being pregnant. So this creature thingy, um, I'm, I guess that's part of those creatures that are going around, like, just like, uh, I guess it's a more uh, or evolved version of I don't know she's got pregnant by something that's on that planet so mother did um and it's it's one is one in her is she's craving just you know like any other pregnant person um craving a certain thing she's craving blood plasma uh, which is why she pushed you know her instincts as a mother um pushed tempest away because that the thing within her was craving tempest um her blood so mother i believe mother recognized that is which is why she acted the way she did towards tempest um then we have uh campion and paul uh, i guess their friendship has um risen to the occasion and uh yeah so I see that with all the, I think, you know, I know you and Mimi, y'all, y'all were ragging on Hunter, um, but, you know, and I get it because, you know, he was, he was a lot to take in the earlier episodes, but I think all the children that have been with mother and um, father um, have been affected by being with them, and even though, and some are more, you know, more, um, uh, can't even think of the word but more ingrained into the 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 mythos of the or the the culture the cult whatever you want to call it of the uh mythoric um religion you know the old obviously the older you are the more you're you know um you know into the i you know i'm sorry my brain is like i'm not coming up with the word but um so hunter is one of the older ones um and of course tempest i mean we know what happened to her which definitely would turn her against uh that religion and hunter you know he when you're being told a certain thing all your life i mean that's just how you're gonna you know look at the world and so the more time he spent with mother and father you can see little cracks in there i'm not saying oh yeah he's arrived but there's some cracks there with hunter i mean just look at him calling father pops so there's there's a um certain amount of um uh endearment um towards uh father that um hunter has again i mean not to say he's still not annoying and arrogant and uh you know but when we're talking about how you know we're talking about these kids were raised a certain way so obviously they have nothing to contradict how they were raised until now and so they're just not going to automatically know that this is right or wrong or whatever or this is a jacked up way of thinking until you're exposed to another way of thinking and another way of so yeah i mean again not to say hunter wasn't you know continue to be annoying and stuff but i guess i didn't call him out too much 
because I can understand why he was the way he was and why he would react the way he did and all that good stuff. So I gave him a little bit of leeway um, being a kid, uh, you know, trying to navigate through the world, this new world that um, he was thrust into. So um, I was kind of disappointed that father, I mean, I'm still holding that hope that he's kind of in there somewhere because of what happened last episode but yeah this one uh kind of threw me for a loop because I'm like uh so are you or are you not in there father so (laughs) I'm still hoping that maybe there's a glitch that he comes out every so often because he saved mother so I'm like he did that for a reason and so I just I just don't want to believe that he's gone so I'm hoping 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 um that you know so it's interesting that, like, you know, like I said earlier, you know, all the kids, I, I believe they were all, um, as we saw, um, Paul, Holly, Vita, I think that's their names, Vita and Holly, and of course, Campion, um, left with, uh, left with Sue, um, to get away from Cray Crayville, uh, because they're starting to see that things aren't how, what they seem, uh, you know, everything that they were taught wasn't always on the up and up um so to speak so I can you know that's what I'm saying they all have their own levels of you know breaking free from that um way of thinking um thanks to their time with mother and father but that's all I have for now um I think this is 10 episodes so we're about to get the penultimate and finale so this one's um, getting down to the nitty gritty, um, so we'll see what happens, um, how this all comes together with mother and you know her pregnancy with this thing, what's going on with father, then we have the group that's with Sue, and then we got everyone that's pursuing um, Sue and the kids, and uh, Marcus who's at the um, camp continuing to uh decline in his uh, mental state so yeah um we'll see what happens next until next time much love peace and black girl magic queen of the couch shy that was shy with her feedback on the episode and really quickly because i forgot and then it came back to me as shy uh was speaking um Raised by Wolves. Mimi was trying to relate this to a Twilight movie. <laughs> However, and I was like, I know there's a meaning for it, but I can't like. Mm. So it does mean uncivilized, unmannered. So that's kind of the definition of you were raised by wolves. You were raised in an uncivilized or unmannered way. And since the androids are raising the children that's considered quote-unquote a sin or unorthodox to humans which of course it is thus they are being raised in an uncivilized and unmannered way one may also argue that the the metheric are raising their children and the atheists in this same type of mannerism but it is a common phrase um so yeah just wanted to put that out there um as far as me me, 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 me
ever since he's ever since I've reconciled uh basically how I'm seeing the character and how Mimi and you are seeing the character I think that helped understand in my brain how or why I was feeling the way I did I mean even now with Marcus like the only thing me and Mimi would even uh even slightly it's just a a a word like I would say he's having a psychotic break but I wouldn't necessarily call him crazy I think that he is someone who has disregarded or let go of those things that were holding him back from being his more authentic self based on a lot of childhood experiences and traumas mostly. I think that he unfortunately became exactly what he was going to be. And when you put base survival over everything, we all know watching the walking dead or any other tv show that you tend to lose touch with humanity and that's definitely i think with cosmic cognitive dissonance is what is going on with marcus and his psychology but i don't know if i would equate that to necessarily crazy um I would say actually mother had a mo- well she had, I would call that a psychotic break too but then again some people equate that to crazy I think when I equate the word crazy I think of someone who literally has no intelligible idea of what they're saying what they're doing how they're speaking there is no brain behind the actions there is no uh, rationalization involved and what i find with marcus is there's a lot of rationalization he's just now found a religion to hide behind that rationalization because like i said think of how he prayed outside the silas like we even heard her in this season say i cannot stand that song it's the song they played when they were killing us it's the song that haunted her her entire life and for the audacity of wanting to get out of a slightly abusive situation not even really for her but for a child um yeah plus it's it's been something that's against her belief even back in the day she's like this is wrong we are traitors we should not be doing this her atheism meant something to her in a way that it did not mean to Marcus and that's not to say it shouldn't I think sometimes when I'm self-reflecting on a character or categorizing a character or even breaking them down it's not to say I'm well I will say there have been moments that I've like I fucking hate Caleb but that's because (laughs) you're not gonna find uh do too many abusive tendencies and I'm not going to have a, a very visceral ingrained hateful reaction however i don't do know this is a fictional character (laughs) and i can have that moment of stepping away of my immediate reaction and emotion to say i am just evaluating the character and how his situation unfolded it's not to say that there's no empathy there there's no sympathy for his situation and where he like no child none should have had a childhood like any of the children that we are introduced to and while that's why i think i can 
root for our mother's side is that at least she tried to provide them with a childhood even in her atheist beliefs but they just weren't religious it was more like we're not going to introduce religion into this concept you are going to believe in yourself and while that may not you know it's not okay to not be cool with religion or have tolerance for someone else's ideas and beliefs it's not to say that her raising her child as a pastor like they were the most healthy brought up children other than the fact that they didn't know there's radiation in the food she would have had you know very successful mission and she probably would have had really well adjusted children at least they were happy in the time that they were on this earth so there that's why i think i'm more naturally gravitating towards mother and father side especially when you just bring father now you say is father still in there i think he is still in there i think he only could communicate through that little finger and i think that hunter being the last one in the group is probably going to figure it out and somehow escape as well <laughs> like i need to catch up with my peoples because this ain't it and then you mentioned about hunter in general i know for facts i said last episode even when hunter betrayed father that despite me wanting to wring his damn neck that it was a completely understandable reaction i didn't actually hate on him for that i hated on him for the saying that uh i hated the disgusting words coming out of his mouth <laughs> like you can't read a room like that's you they ain't got nothing to do with how you was brought up <laughs> you ain't gotta be an asshole just to be an asshole hey, ain't nobody around you being an asshole because you think that you are better than fine but once you are out of your comfort zone you should be able to be like okay survivor well i guess he never got those but he's learning them now or he will be when he takes his ass off with father and yeah i do think that there have been moments of endearing qualities but i do think that they've been very scarce and that is all for our feedback this week if you want to join in the conversation, you can send that to blackgirlcouch at gmail.com. You can find this podcast on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever else good podcasts can be found. My social medias will be below. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and if you have time, run over to iTunes, leave a review, rate the podcast. It does indeed help. Until next time, peace, hair grease, blackgirl magic.